Hey guys, it's the DC Tweet Team host Andy Burrows here. I just wanted to say before the 50th episode that we uh, done with Wale and Reese, I just wanted to say a massive, massive thank you to everyone that has welcomed me and the DC Tweet Team into the uh, podcast world. Uh, it means so much that uh, you guys support the show. Without you, we wouldn't have a show. So thank you to all the people, Facebook, Twitter, people that retweet, like, share, all the guests that I've had on. Uh, thank you so much. I know you give up your time for free. It really does mean a lot to us um it's it's not the easiest hosting a podcast over here in the uk um but i appreciate everyone with time zones and everything that goes on there and that hope to into hosting this show it really really does mean a lot to me so um thank you everyone enjoy today's episode this is the 50th episode of the dc tweet team podcast i am your host andy i hope you enjoy it Welcome, everybody, to the DC Tweet Team podcast. This is episode number 50. I am your host, Andy. Today, I am joined by DC Tweet Team founding member, Maurice Hawkins. Maurice, good morning, sir. Good morning. Good morning, sir. And Wally from the Urban Sports Scene uh, Sports Show. Wally, how are you, my friend? Oh, I'm good. Good morning. How's everybody doing? Well, you know, we, 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 could, we could be better, my friend. Uh, we are sitting here after the New York Giants game, 23-20 uh, to 20, uh, loss for the Washington football team. Before we get into all the stats and figures and talk about the game, can I, let me just get your guys' initial thoughts and reactions from, from what you saw yesterday. So, Wally, I'll come to you first, my friend. What did you, what's your whole overview of yesterday's game against the Giants? Um, I, I did like, you know, there's a lot of talk about Alex Smith. I was happy to see him play. And he played well in the beginning um, to, for that comeback. Um, obviously, just like we have to be fair in any situation, turnovers uh, dictate, you know, wins and losses. And down the stretch when they needed him to make a big play, he didn't. Um, so it was a bad loss. The Giants, again, this, this Giants team wasn't a very good team. Uh, but for some strange reason, this team, the Giants team has this Washington football team's number. Uh, and Daniel Jones does as well. I believe Daniel Jones is now four and zero against the Washington Football Team. Um, offensively, it's still a struggle. They don't they don't establish the running game. They they still don't do that. And I think it was fool's gold by what looking at what they did with the Cowboys. They ran the football, but this this continues to be a, an, an issue because against decent defenses or a, average to above average defenses, this team still is unable to run the football. Yeah, 100%. Maurice, what's your thoughts on what you witnessed yesterday, my friend? Yeah, I, I would have to echo uh, Wale's uh, sentiments about yesterday's game. I mean, I think the the big uh, thing that that is glaring to me is the turnovers. Uh, I, mean, mm-hmm. tur- I mean, they turned over on special teams. They turned over on offense. We threw interceptions. You know, it's just like, you know, that's an attention to detail issue. You know, we're not protecting the ball. Uh, you know, that's, you know, you're just going to lose games that way. Uh, I did like the competitiveness that the team demonstrated uh, once Alex Smith got in the game. I mean, right before he threw that last interception, you know, you could see that he was in a groove. You know, uh-huh. he, had, he had some chemistry with his wide receivers. I mean, he was making some good connections with Cam Sims and Terry McLaurin. So I thought that they were going to pull it out despite all of the turnovers. But in the end, you know, turn, turnovers are the ultimate killer. And I think it's just another example of, you know, this team not knowing how to win games, not knowing how to protect themselves from, you know, tragedy, you know, when you return over the ball. And, you know, again, uh, I still harp on this point that the Washington football team problems are far and away beyond just a quarterback position. I felt like, uh, 
you know, they were trying to put all the problems on Dwayne Haskins and, and how many games that we won since they benched one game. Yeah. Um, you know, he's, I mean, he's, he's responsible for 50% of the team's victories and we're going into week 10. So I ought to tell you how well we're doing as a team. Yeah. I mean, Jen, let's get, let's get into it. Obviously we had, we had 50 plays in the game, 462 yards, six penalties, Five turnovers. We were three from eight on third downs. Uh, we rushed for only 37 yards. Um, Alex Smith was 24 for 32. Three interceptions, one TD. Unfortunate what happened to Carl Allen. Uh, Antonio Gibson had six carries for 20 yards with one TD. Terry McLaurin had seven receptions for 115 yards and one TD. But the game started when I don't. It seems like so long ago now. Washington, um, New York went for it on fourth down, and we held them. And I was thinking, okay, here we go. You know, this is going to be a this is going to be a good day for us. But the very very first offensive play, gentlemen, talk me through that fumble. Um, it's been tweeted out a lot this morning. I have got so many gifts and memes and jokes sent to me already. What was going through your head when the uh, the football turned into a hot potato, Maurice? I'll come to you first, my friend. It, it, it's just, it, 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 that was just where it all started to go downhill, wasn't it? And it? To me, you know, you know, you hear about these stories of teams that practice, you know, fumble recoveries. Uh, it looks like the team doesn't practice that. Like, I mean, they had numerous opportunities to get, get possession of the ball once um, uh, Gibson fumbled it. And you know, remain control of the game, and 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 I think it goes back to what Wally was saying earlier. Like, you know, we can't make mistakes against the Giants. I mean, I don't know if they got mind control over us, like uh, <laughs> some sort of Jedi. Uh, yeah, you know, like you know, uh, whatever it is. But you know, when you fumble the ball like that, you you're just playing into the Giants' hands and everything like that. And we make Daniel Jones look like an all star. I mean, we make him look like uh-huh. a perennial Pro Bowler when he plays us. I mean, he's, I mean, he's four and zero against us since he's been in the league, you know, and, you know, I, I didn't see a sense of urgency from the football team uh, with that play. Like, I feel like execution would have been really, really important. And, you know, uh, you know, the way Gibson was carrying that ball and, and was he put the, on the hat on his arm and it popped out, you know, it just was a really troubling sight to see. And, you know, to me, it's, it's we, with this team, it's like it's more the same, right? We keep on asking, but we, you know, you you keep on looking for that moment where you see the team turn in the corner and we're seeing improvement. And just for the, and we just haven't seen it yet. I mean, the running game is anemic. I mean, you know, 37 yards is unacceptable. You know, it's just unacceptable. And, uh, and that's play calling too, by the way. I mean, so that, there's a lot of issues with this team. Uh, I keep on going back to the point that, you know, I said this weeks ago, and I'll continue to say it, that Ron Rivera definitely was trying to use the way it has to escape why this team wasn't doing well. And he's been on the bench for X amount of weeks, and the team's still not playing, playing well. So there are more problems with this issue, this team than Dwayne Haskins. And uh, I'm going to keep on drilling that point until they show me otherwise. Yeah, I mean, Wale, um, we, we talk about the fumble there. Obviously, the Giants got the ball back, and they went three and out. Then comes the punt, which Isaiah Wright proceeded to drop. I mean, you couldn't make this shit up, really, could you? This is such, the most Washington thing ever. We get the ball back. They punt it to us. Isaiah Wright drops it. The Giants then get the ball back. And it results in, uh, well, they nearly scored with Austin Mack, which got reviewed and he, he deemed down by contact. And then they got the touchdown. I mean, 
what what on earth is going on with this football team? We never. My main p- issue is, and I got into this on Twitter yesterday with a lot of people. I was so hot yesterday. I'm still a bit amped today. I've calmed down quite a bit though. We never seem to learn from any mistakes, do we? No, this is just you know we just got to keep it. We have, we have to keep it real. It gets to a point where you are who you are. Um, we've seen this on when you're watching other teams, your other bad teams. You're like, that's just a bad football team. And that's what this team is right now. They're just a bad football team. Uh, they make they make mistakes. And to Maurice's point, um, they've made the same mistakes under Dwayne Haskins, right? Like Dwayne Haskins, he would have three and outs. They would have some fumbles. He, they would have some drop balls. This is even to even not including Dwayne's mistakes of throwing interceptions. They'll have games where again the sp- special teams. There's a special teams turnover. I think we saw the same thing in Arizona where there was a special teams turnover that resulted into a touchdown. Um, for the other, for the opposition. So this is just a bad football team. When I saw that fumble, I was like, here we go again. Like, okay, this is a situation where this team is going to be down early and they're going to have to try to find a way to come back. And they just haven't been that team all year. Uh, then, you know, the fumble until, again, the fumble we referred to with um, Gibson, you're sitting watching it on TV and like, you see Logan Thomas, he's right by the football. Just jump on the football. Yeah. Like, that's all you have to do. All you have to do is jump on the football. It really doesn't take any rocket science. And to, like, to, again, to Maurice's point, is that something you don't practice? Is that something you, you practice? Like, it shouldn't be that hard because you're on the boundary line. So if you jump on the football and your foot is on, your foot is out of bounds with the football, you're going to get the team is going to get the football. It wasn't even that complicated. Like, you could have grabbed it for a hot second and your the foot would be out of bounds. The ball would have been deemed out of bounds. So, that, that that whole situation showed me a lack of a lack of, of attention to attention to detail, not knowing the situation, and it, and this goes to coming off a of bye week. We talked about Jay Gruden years of, like Jay Gruden off a of bye week. His team didn't look prepared. Off the bye week, Ron Rivera's team did not look prepared. Yeah, I mean they said that, and they said that during the commentary during the game. They said you know you you'd, you'd struggle to differentiate uh, like to pick what team come off the bye week because it looked like the Giants had had the, had the rest and we had played Monday night. I mean, Maurice, you've only got to look at our, our half-time stats. We had 11 plays, 61 yards, two turnovers, uh, rushing yards, four rushing yards and passing yards for 57. I mean, you can't have them kind of stats in NFL and expect to be in games come halftime, can you? No, you're not. You're not those, are, those are anemic numbers for any kind of NFL team. You know, and, and I think that, you know, the question that I would ask is, you know, what, what what difference are we seeing with this team versus the team we saw last year? It's the same it's the same outcomes losing. Um and and and, and we're and like I said a couple of weeks ago, we're a worse team this year than we were last year. I don't we're not improved. Let's 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 mm. let's let's stop with this this poppycock like we're a better team. You know, maybe, you know, Ron Rivera has better demeanor, you know, you know, but I mean, I don't know, but we're not a better team than we were last year. I mean, I think last year's team is better than this year's team. Um, I mean, that's I mean, a big even, statement. <laughs> no, well, I'm serious. Well, at least like last year, I mean, think about it. Like last year we were, you know, we were planning for the future. We were giving Dwayne his touches. You know, we were making an investment in our future quarterback. We still don't know why Dwayne got put in a doghouse. Um, you know, Alex Smith, yes, he played well, but he turned over the ball three times. If the, if Dwayne Haskins was in that game and he turned over the ball three times, we lost to the Giants, that would be the that would be the the uh the lead in every 
uh, DC sports media outlet um, communications all, all over the, um, the internet. Dwayne Haskins turns over the ball three times. Dwayne Haskins turns over the ball three times. Um, you know, I mean, he's a young quarterback. And then you look at Daniel Jones, the Giants are making an investment in him, right? They're allowing him to grow. They're allowing him to develop. You know, why aren't we doing that with Haskins? Like, I listen, I know, listen, I like the Alex Smith story. Like, it would have been great if he had won that game yesterday and we would all be cheering and talking about how great he is. And he did play well, but he did turn the ball three times. And we have to judge Alex like we judge any other quarterback. And three turnovers when a quarterback is just bad. And especially somebody of Alex Smith's character who's been a cagey veteran. So he forced the issue a little bit, especially on that last turnover. It was problematic for the team. But I go back to saying, like, if you're going to try to make a run for the NFC East, then you're supposed to beat a team like the New York Giants, right? And the New York Giants, their only two wins the entire 2020 season have come from the Washington football team. Everyone else is beating them like, like a, a drum set. And now they come and beat us like a drum set. And I think it's, you know, we're reaching this breaking point with our fan base. We're reaching this breaking point, you know, as a franchise. It's like, you know, it's like, we're like the new Cleveland Browns. You know, we're not a good team. We're, we're, not, we're not putting a good product on the field. Um, I mean, to me, I feel like the franchise is in disarray at this point. I don't feel like we, we have a clear uh, path forward as being, being a, a successful team. Obviously, our running game is anemic. Our quarterback play is inconsistent. Um, we're not making the adjustments at halftime to be competitive. So there's just a lot of problems with the team right now. Yeah, most definitely. Well put, my friend. Oh, Wale, is it more frustrating to you that the fact that we got ourselves back into this game again, like we've done many times over the past few seasons, whether we've been down at halftime or we've given ourselves a mountain to climb, as the saying goes, is it more frustrating to you that when you see these turnovers by, you know, the first turnover, I can kind of let Alex Smith off. Um, but the second, yeah, yeah the first one, I can, I, you can have that one. You know, that was a, that, you know, that, that, was, that wasn't really on him, you know, the receiver's falling over. Um, but the second one, my God, you, you think someone of his experience, you do not, I'm not a quarterback. I play flag football at best. I know not to f- throw that football across the field like that. You just either go down or you throw the ball away. Is, is that where the frustration from the fans comes in? Yeah, it comes from, and I'm going to give credit, credit to do um, in this aspect for the, from, the, from the team compared to last season, this one particular point, that, it seems like they can make halftime adjustments. <laughs> that it does seem like they can make halftime adjustments. So I'll give the, the coaches staff that much. Um, but the frustration with Alex, with, with to the point of the game, was it's just that it's like you come back, you're down big, and you come back, and now you have an opportunity to win, and then you have an opportunity to win against a, a team that you should have beaten anyway. So now you're thinking about okay, we can wipe the slate clean. Like you, we screwed up in the first half against, we played bad against a team that we should be beating bad now. And now we have an opportunity to win the game. Now, okay, the division's in sight. So that's why fans are pissed off. And I get it. I understand. But, yeah, the frustration with Alex Smith, that interception, the second interception the, the third, and the third and the last interception was what you explained. It's it's like you're a vet and you have the opportunity to, like, win or tie this game, especially the, the second play. You had If you give that pass to McKissick, you know, if you make that throw, even though it's a bad throw, if you make it, if it's lower – you get an opportunity to get the field, field goal range in this game is tied. You have an opportunity, not to say that Hopkins, Hopkins is going to make the kick um, because that's always a, a heart attack that when Hopkins comes out there to kick the field goal. But, but you get that opportunity. And I would say this, if you know, you, you can see that 
Alex Smith isn't the same Alex Smith uh, of years past. And, you know, trying to make that throw his back foot, um, it's selling high. I do think that's a, it's a complication of his leg injury. He can't make certain throws on the run like he used to. Um, but, yeah, the frustration goes there. And then the second, the last interception pisses you off because, again, you had an opportunity, you know, just, you know, be methodical. You could be the dink and dunk of Alex Smith and probably get an opportunity to uh, tie the football game because all you need was a field goal. But you tried to force the play to, to scary Terry. So, yeah, I think that's where the frustration comes. And then to go back to Maurice, I know I'm saying that, I'm harping on it, but to go back to Maurice, like, I don't want to hear that this team is – you know, trying to win the division. Like, I don't want to hear that because if that was the case, if that was truly the case, every Ron Rivera should know if he did his research, if he's any, and, if, and I believe he did, the NFC, the NFC East has been trash for the last three some odd years. It was trash last year prior to the year last year because the Eagles won the division basically being injured every which way around. And, you know, the Cowboys still weren't, the Cowboys weren't good either. They had, the Eagles weren't a strong team. This division was always going to be a bad division. It's been a bad division for a while. You cut Adrian Peterson. So that told me already that, and for a guy who you may think he had a lot of potential, but for a guy who played wide receiver in college, Mm -hmm. who never really played Mm -hmm. running back. So you cut Adrian Peterson. So you you gave him the ball. You already knew it was a rebuilding year. You played it like it was a rebuilding year. All right. So you didn't, if you was, if you was fixated on winning the division and also helping Dwayne Haskins, you would have gave Dwayne Haskins a running back and Adrian Peterson, and probably lean on the running game so Dwayne Haskins' development could be slow and gradual. You didn't do that. You came into the game, you came into the season trying to get this this young dude, a young quarterback who everybody says only played one year college ball, you try to get him to throw the football 30 times a game. That's not a, that is not an, that is not an equation for a guy, quarterback to be successful, especially when you don't have a bunch of weapons around him. So, it's it's not now now is the time to play Dwayne Haskins because it's not about winning the division. It shouldn't have never been about winning the division. This team is is a bad football team. See what you got, and if he's not the guy, you got to draft. There you go. Yeah, I mean, Maurice, yeah. Maurice, you made a made a good point, and just coming off the back of what Wale said there. Um, after the game, when Rivera come out and straight away was asked the question, "Who will be your quarterback next week?" and he was straight away Alex Smith. I remember when um, Dwayne Haskins had uh, his few bad games and he his answer was, we'll see, we'll assess it in the week, we'll see how they cut, turn up on Wednesday. Uh, it's basically all open, it, you know, I'm not making the decision yet. <laughs> yeah, what does, that, what, does, what does that say to you that yesterday, straight away, he's like, no, Alex Smith, it, it, this just proves how far Dwayne Haskins is down the pecking order. He only has to suit up next week because we haven't got anyone else. So this speaks volumes to you of what Ron Rivera thinks of Dwayne Haskins, right? Yeah, well, absolutely. And I think the the question that the local DC media really needs to find out is what happened, right? Like, you know, how how do we go from you know he you know he did everything right, you know, in in the offseason, you know, he earned the right to be the starting quarterback. And then four games into the season, he he basically put him on the inactive status. I mean, we haven't seen this kind of treatment of a quarterback since RG3, you know? I mean, that's the last time we saw a quarterback just get basically benched like this. And and why? You know, I think that's a big question. We need to know why he, he did a 180 on Dwayne Haskins like that. I mean, and to me, it would be different if the quarterbacks that were coming in after him were – 
playing lights out and winning games, but they haven't won any games. I mean, they've, I mean, between the two other two quarterbacks, they've won one game. You know, Haskins mm. has won one game. You know, and 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 so that's my that's the first thing that I would say. Um, the second thing I was looking at the you know, the box score from yesterday. If you take away the first quarter where we just totally stunk up the joint with all those turnovers, we outplayed the Giants. You know, I mean, we outplayed them. We, we um, outscored them seventeen to ten. So, you know, not being ready for the first quarter, and it goes back to what Wale was saying earlier, as relates to coming off a of bye week. This was a divisional game. What more do we need to do to be fired up and ready to go in a uh, a divisional matchup coming off a of bye week? Like, they were not fired up. They were not ready um, for that first quarter, and, and and they end up losing the game, you know. So it's it's just, it's just crazy to me. But, you know, getting back to the whole – Dwayne Haskins thing. It's like just something about Haskins that Rivera doesn't like, and we, and we see it. I mean, and the thing about it, and it goes back to what I said before, if you get rid of Haskins, if you trade Haskins and then you try to draft the quarterback in the NFL draft, then you, you're just starting back at square one. You know, it's like it's like it's like playing Monopoly. We land on go to jail and said so go back to go to jail. Do not collect two hundred dollars. We're starting over again. There's no quick fix. You're asking the fan base to endure another losing season. You know, at a certain point in time, we have to make an investment in a player and say, hey, we're going to see what we have here. And you cannot honestly say that the Washington football team. Feel like the Giants have. Yeah. You cannot honestly say that the Washington. I mean, look at Sam Darnold. Like, he's been playing like trash for years, but the Jets are still playing him. You know? Um, so, I don't, I, don't, I don't get it. I don't think we can honestly say that we've given Dwayne Haskins a fair shake. I, I'm just and I'm just gonna stick to that point um, because I know what my eyes are telling me, and I don't believe we have. Yeah, no, you're 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 not alone. There, many people are of the same view as you. Uh, well, like, does it does it worry you how underprepared we looked coming out for that first half of the football game? Bearing in mind we have come off a bye week, does it worry you as a fan, as somebody who watches the Washington football team for many many years? Does it worry you when you sit down on a Sunday and see how unprepared your football team are? Yeah, definitely does. Some of the preparations after a bye week. You, you know, I watched this team, you know, I'm 39. I watched this team when I was much younger under Joe Gibbs. I'm always going to reference Joe Gibbs because that's why when you see greatness, you reference greatness. Mm -hmm. And even with Joe Gibbs, to be honest with you, even with Joe Gibbs uh, 2.0, you, you can see how this team, they may have not, you know, done things all, all the way correctly, but they were always prepared. Like they were prepared, to be honest with you. They may not have the time to match it with certain teams, or they may people may say they're outdated. But you saw preparation, especially after a bye week. That's something that Joe is always always good at. And to not be, you know, to not hold your own, to not be prepared, to not come in that game with the same the same sense of um, intensity that you saw and urgency that you saw against the Dallas Cowboys. Again, Dallas Cowboys were trash anyway, but you didn't have that same um, energy, you know, into that Giants game. And playing to play that way against a team that's not that good is just it's embarrassing to me. Early, it's embarrassing, and that's something that Coach Rivera is going to have to get on his guys early in this week of practice. But it bothered me because that shows you that this is that shows you if that if you didn't recognize it before, if you lived in this this dream world that this team could could be something, then you now know that this team is garbage right now at this particular point in time. This Washington football team is garbage. So now you know what it is. All right, and so. From this point on, you got to do 
what you claim you've been doing trying to change the culture because this is a culture to this is something that's been happening for years like this team has played bad off bye weeks they've lost games that that everybody deemed they should have won for years so you're not changing the culture in terms of what we've all seen in the past so now it's up to ron rivera to now really just instead of talking it and just actually do it and do it on sundays like you're playing a bad team compete compete at the highest form We've seen this team play against other, like play against teams over 500 and been blown out. They've lost a team they shouldn't have beaten. Like, I mean, they lost a team they should have beaten. So, so I want to see this team prepared more. That's what bothered me about coming off the bye week. I'm seeing the same thing. Let's be fair, because we all dislike Jay, and I wasn't a Jay fan either. Let's be fair. We said the same under Jay. We would grill Jay, uh, Jay Gruden. Well, Ron is doing similar things that Jay was doing. Yeah, I mean, apart yeah. apart from off the field, with the, like, yeah, with the, the yeah, I mean, with the changes they made, off, that's what a lot of people need to um, get into their heads. Like off the field, there has been a humongous culture change, and it's amazing what they've done off the off the field. But if we, I'm I'm kind of with you on that, Wale. It, there's not much difference. There's no difference actually to last season. I mean, Maurice is saying it's last season's team is better. Than this season's team, I mean that that doesn't look good on Ron Rivera, Scott Turner. That doesn't look good on anyone. That the fact that they're saying Jay Gruden's team is better than the team we have now. It's true. It is. It's better at this particular point. I agree with Maurice. It's better than it was. It's better than it than this this team. And and, and I'm gonna say this because Jay really other like like you said off the field was totally you know, it's a culture change. But Jay was to me was trying to win. It just didn't work out, but Jay was trying to win. <laughs> like this game, this season, there's so many, there's so many issues where you can't say they're trying to win. Like again, not using timeouts early. You know what I mean? It, it, it to me didn't bother me. So I'm not gonna act like it bothered me. But there is, there is a you do set a tone when you're showing timeouts in situations like and and even situations you're getting beat. That tells me that you know. You still believe you're trying to win. You know what I mean? It didn't bother me personally. Personally, I was like, they're going to lose anyway, so it didn't bother me. But it does show you, if, if you're going to be the person that Ron Rivera stating that he is, then, you know, you're trying to win the division, you're trying to win football games, you're going to use the timeouts. Um, not kicking, you when Dwayne, it was a fourth and 10 with Dwayne, not kick. I want to say it was against the Baltimore Ravens, not kicking, if you went for it at fourth and 19, if, from the, if you kick the field goal, you still be down three scores. You didn't keep the field goal. You went for it on fourth and I'm sorry, fourth and goal from like the twelve yard line. You kicked the you, you go for it, you didn't get it. But if you kick the field goal, you give you give yourself an opportunity to win the football game. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. So like yeah. it shows you like all right, Jay was trying to Jay would have kicked the field goal because Jay was trying to win games. This coach, I, in the beginning, I was like, okay, you're just trying to teach lessons. You're not trying to win the football game. So when you bend when you bench Dwayne and said, oh, we're trying to win the division, I'm like, but you're not really you're not showing that. You know what I mean? So but Jay to me. Though the outcome wasn't great, was trying to win. This coach, he, whatever he tries to state, is totally opposite of whatever to me. It's totally opposite of it. I feel like he's trying to teach, but for some strange reason, when I'm going back to Dwayne, Dwayne must have did something. That's just, I don't know what he did. He must have did something because there's no way that you're not playing, that you shouldn't be playing Dwayne. You should be playing Dwayne. And just because you look at the people outside, you know, other teams, you look at the, the Giants, what they're doing with Daniel Jones, uh, the Jets with Darnold, like those teams know that they trying, they're trying to see what they have because they, they're well, they're worried about the development of their quarterback. And if the quarterback doesn't pan out, then they can make other, they can make necessary changes. But they are 
developing a quarterback to see, okay, if we can win this foot, this dude. Do the same with Dwayne. This is, truth be told, this is not a season to worry about the playoffs. This is a season to see to worry about development because that was the pattern that you showed us initially, Ron Rivera. I don't know what changed, but it's time to go back to that that way of thinking. Yeah, I think he saw how he saw how trash the NFC East was and thought, you know what, this being this trash, we can make a go of it. But that that, that hasn't worked out. But um, some points well made there, Wale. Very well made, um, Maurice. We got a question coming. Andy Lockhart, um, good member of the uh, follows the podcast, likes in our WhatsApp group. He wants to know, Maurice. I'll put this one to you, my friend. Um, why is Gibson just being used as a running back uh, with limited options at wide receiver? Why are we not using him more as a wide receiver as well? And does that bring you back to the point of we should have kept Adrian Peterson and mixed Gibson up a bit? That's the question from Andy. I could probably say that they're using Gibson more as a running back because he's probably demonstrated that he has the most skills. He's probably the most talented player to play running back. Um, I, don't, I mean... Here's the thing, I, like, I don't think he's just saying. I think he's just saying, why aren't we using him more as a wide? Mix him up a bit because we haven't got apart from Scary Terry. Our options on you know wideouts are few. Look how many times we target Logan Thomas for God's I sake. I think you, have, you know. I think you have to put the blame on Scott Turner and his um his offensive playbook. I mean he he's not being creative and inventive with uh, Antonio Gibson. Like when Antonio Gibson was drafted, we were talked about how he was. He was a Swiss Army knife, and they would be able to use him in so many different ways to put him in space to be successful. And we just haven't seen that. Um, so, and I think that they've been leaning on him heavily in a running game because I think that you know he's the best running back that they have on the roster. Uh, I, but also think too, uh, we haven't had cons- we've had three different. Oh, I think Wale, I think it's me and you. I think Maurice has got his uh, his hamster stopped running around the wheel and he's lost, <laughs> his, uh, he's lost his connection. Hopefully we'll get Maurice back. But Wale, what um what now for this team then? Like you say, let's let's stop all this talk of playoffs and winning the East. What do we now go back to developing a, a team? What do we do for the remaining what we got left? Eight games, uh, nine games? What do we do for the remainder of this season now, my friend? Like you said, many people, uh, many people saying, do we go back to Haskins? That's not going to happen. Ron, I, I think Ron Rivera would rather have hell freeze over before he goes back to Haskins. So Alex Smith starts uh, next year, but Alex Smith's contract's up at the end of the season. He's not going to be he's uh, not going to be around next year. It looks if Ron Rivera's here, Haskins not going to be here next year. Uh, you know what? I'm, I'm getting I'm like you. I've, I've got mixed messages throughout this season. What do you think's next for this team now, my friend? I mean, what they should do is they should go to Dwayne and then see what they see what happens. You know what I mean? And get ready for the draft. But I mean, in terms of what I want to see through the next some odd games, um, I want to see, and I think we've been talking about the offense, but also I want to see the defense play a little better. Um, to be honest with you, I'm sick. Of, I've seen them down play well against the Eagles and the Giants, and those teams had bad, really, really bad offense alignment. Um, those weeks because they were all injured. Most of them were injured. I want to see this team dominate like we thought they were. This defensive line dominate like we thought they were. You know, and I it, it, because they that's a way to to take the pressure off the offense because we because we know that this offense doesn't have a a boatload of talent. So, but this defensive line has a lot of talent, and it's not you know they got Chase Young, they got Montez Sweat who's playing good football. Um, Allen's playing really good football. Um, Payne has been good. 
Um, obviously, they missed Matt Ioannidis. I think that's a that's an obvious thing. I think people need to recognize that how important he was to that defensive front. Uh, and Tim Sellers played well. But it's time to put it all together at the same time. They got to dominate. And they got to dominate uh, porous teams. They can't let folks like Alfred Morris run all over them. You know, and I love Alfred Morris. A great story. You know, he's a Washington football player. Um, but they can't let him dominate games. So they, I would like to just see the defense be dominant. Like, especially defensive line. I, I would like to see defensive line be dominant um, for the next some odd games. But what do they have to do to change, they, they, the, the mentality has to change. You know what I mean? It doesn't just change it overnight, but you got to put in that will to say, you know what? Enough is enough. We're going we're gonna to execute. If we're not talented enough, we're going to execute and make and not beat ourselves. And we're going to do and we're going to play winning football. And if they do that, they can compete. Because I've said this before, and this is my issue with this team. Against bad, against good teams, they don't compete. Like, they don't compete for real. Like, they get beat bad. And you see the Giants. You see the Cowboys. Look what happened with the Cowboys yesterday. They almost beat the Steelers. And the Steelers are 10 times better than them. Why? They competed. You know, enough was enough. Like, it it gets to a point where it's a pride thing. Like, you're playing the Giants. All right? They already beat you. Yeah. Now, Now you're playing at your home. Compete. If you compete, you should be able to beat them. You got to man up. Like, this is what it is in sports. You man up. When you see out in a, on the defensive side of football, when Alpha Morris is running wild and then he trucks you and then he looks he looks at you and turns as a DB, I think it was Darby, he trucks Darby and looks at Darby like, you can't tackle me. Like, no, you man up. You show your toughness. You don't allow that to happen. So – that's my issue. You got to be tougher than your opponent. And they, and to me, and I don't want to, you know, I like throwing this word out there because I do respect a lot of those dudes on defense and a lot of people on, on the squad. But yo, you look soft. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can't look soft. You got to look tough. You got to be ready for it. So, I would tell them, they got, to me, I would like a change in, I would like to change in aggression and change in mentality. Yeah, I think that, I think the play, if we're getting mixed messages, it makes you wonder what the players are getting as well. Because, you know, one, mm. at the start of the season, we're rebuilding and we're trying to grow a culture and we're trying to grow, you know, into a better team. Then eight gets six, five games in, we're trying to win the NFC East. Well, we've now, we've mm-hmm. now realised that we're probably, well, we're not going to win the NFC East. Let's just stop that stupid talk right now. We're not going to win the NFC East. Mm-hmm. Philadelphia Eagles are probably going to win that. So, Agreed. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of in the middle now. I'm, I'm watching the game on a Sunday thinking, right, am I, Am I watching a team grow for the future? But then I'm also seeing a head coach that doesn't back the future in Dwayne Haskins. Don't get me wrong, I think Alex Smith at the minute is a better quarterback, but he's not going to be here next season. So then do we lean mm-hmm. then do we lean back into the draft? We're probably we could pick around five or six. And then where does that leave us next season? Are we re- rebuilding again? I, I I've said this on many podcasts and like people I've spoke to. I think me and you could record this conversation now, Wale, and I think we could replay it again next season and maybe the season after. And it, it's just it's a it's just a merry-go-round, isn't it? Nothing really seems to change on the field. No, it doesn't. And you know, it just goes back to you know, Dwayne wasn't Ron Rivera's guy. Let's just it, for whatever reason, he's just not his guy. And you know. Ever, you know, usually coaches want their guy. So in the draft, Ron Rivera, you know, if he finds a guy that he likes, will be will draft his guy. And he'll probably go for and then we can judge him off of that from there. But in terms of this process, you know, you get kind of annoyed. You know, it's the merry-go-round. We're always looking for a quarterback. Thought we had a quarterback in 2012. Thought we had a quarterback um, with Cousins after, after 2012. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but contracts and the dispute happen. Um, then you you trade for Alex Smith. Thought you have a quarterback to help you win football games. We were six and two. Um, then he gets that catastrophic catastrophic injury. And then from there, it's just like, okay, here we go, here we go. Had Case Keenum, um, you know, drafted Dwayne eventually, and then it just it just wasn't. It just just wasn't a, a good look, and this team has like been struggling. And so now you're like, all right, when are we going to be able to get a, a quarterback who A, is just, you know, who's solid and good, or B, who's just going to be the future, right? Mm-hmm. And it's just been a situation where, you know, you're like, you're, you're like a situation where you're like, it's not going, you know, you're not starting to think like, will it ever happen? Because you're looking at other football teams and they find their guys, you know what I'm saying? So, and also they go about it differently, you know, um, and I remember, and I want to, I wanted to add on, add on this. I remember watching football where you didn't automatically think you're going to hit lightning in a bottle with the quarterback. You know what I mean? Like there was a progress. There was a situation where you it was progression. Like you gave a, and it was, and it, and you were building something. And every year you would hope your quarterback is getting better, and you, and you know, you would just hope on maybe year three, year four, where your quarterback just clicked for your your quarterback. It was an maturation process, and you went through it. And nowadays, especially for this organization and this team, it's like we expect our quarterback to be great off the bat. And that's been an issue. That's been a bad way of thinking, in my opinion. You're looking at the Dan- – I'm looking at Daniel Jones, uh, Sam Darnold. But I use Daniel Jones. I even like Daniel Jones for a situation. Is that look how the Giants are grooming him. Year one wasn't great. It really wasn't for him. Year two, he, had, he showed some flashes. Year two has been horrible. But you haven't heard them – talk about trading their quarterback, but they're going through a process because they know all right, he's every week, you know what I mean, with the, especially with a new coaching staff, right? Every week, you know, we're hoping that he gets better. And he's gotten better over the last three weeks. He hasn't been great, but he's gotten better. You would hope they would do that with this quarterback or if they co- or next year if they decide to draft quarterback, have the same, you know, patience. Don't bench don't bench him. Keep playing him. Because once you put him in you're committed to him, and it's a process. As long as, long as he's just really not, he's really not losing. If he's really losing games for you, then that's an issue. But as Maurice said earlier, that this team is still has only won one game after benching Dwayne Haskins, so he wasn't the only problem. No, he, he definitely wasn't the only problem. And like, just finishing up on this, Wale, I really appreciate your time today, my friend. Um, <laughs> I I don't know where we go now as fans. That's what I'm trying to say. I mean, I know I was hot on Twitter yesterday, but Every Washington fan that's listening to this and can hear my voice now, what is it we mm-hmm. now expect from a season? Are we back to rebuilding? I keep going on about yeah. it. Are we back to rebuilding? Are we making a run for the NFC East? Because you know that's what the coaches are still thinking. I'm I'm conflicted now as a fan, as someone that sits down and someone that spends, like you, my friend, you, yeah. do, you do a lot of uh, work with what you do for your show. Um, I do, you know, we all podcast, we all watch games, we all switch. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm kind of in the middle now. I'm not sure what, what is expected of us as fans? I mean, I'm, I've kind of I've given up on winning the East. But then, if, if the yeah. coaches haven't given up on winning the winning the East, and it, don't get me wrong, it's possible that we still could do. But could you imagine if we did get out of the, into the play? It would mm. be the most embarrassing game of football ever. Um, exactly. You know, so <laughs> I'm, I'm conflicted. Wale. I'm conflicted. I don't know where I don't know where we stand. So God knows what's going through the players' thoughts uh, right now, my friend. Um, well, yeah. Well, as a comp- so I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry, um, Andy. What were you saying? No, no. Carry on, my friend. I was just to oh, go yeah, sorry, through, sorry. Mate. All right. Yeah. So this is the thing, and I and I've, I've coached 
other sports and, you know, play some sports. Players are always going to win. So if we're going to look at the players, it shouldn't be a mixed message. They should be going out there to win football games. That's all they care about. They're there to compete. Um, the coaches, if you're a competitor, you're about winning football games. So I understand where Rivera should always want to win. Like, that's it. He's always going to win. But there is a process of teaching and trying to win at the same time. And I think as a fan, because that's what, who we are, now we can judge it on something totally different. Um, we may want the team to win, but we have to judge this team on rebuild and seeing players get better. That's what, as fans, what we should do. That's what I've been doing. Um, because I used to, and I tell folks all the time, I used to be the worst Washington football fan in, in the aspect of I used to get ang- so angry that would ruin my whole day. I would just stay in my place. Uh, yeah, exactly. I'll stay in my place. I was in college one year and I punched a hole in my wall. Like, I was the absolute worst Washington football fan ever. Um, like at worst, but I was w- very intense, but I was very intense. Um, but now it's not now the last some odd years, but definitely this season. Um, it, when once I saw the product, I was like, okay, let's take it back a little bit and let's see who's getting better. And that's just, and that's and that's bank on that. Look at Cam Sims. Cam Sims has gotten better. Cam Sims a couple years ago, like even in preseason when he got cut, he was dropping the football. He, he looked unsure of himself. He looks hungry and he looks ready to make strides. I want to see the young guys. I would love to see Bryce Love on the football field. Mm-hmm. I know that Maurice, like Maurice said that like Antonio Gibson is the best running back, maybe the best running back on the roster. I don't think he's the best running back on the roster. I think he's I think he's fast and he has and he has potential, but he doesn't have like the, the true running back vision. Like to see what holes are open, this, that, and the other. I think he's a great. He's the he's probably the second best weapon on the offense if they used him correctly. They haven't, and I think it's a Scott Turner issue. You know, I want to see Scott Turner approved as too as an offensive coordinator. Um, I want to see Antonio Gandy Gibson on the field. Um, I want to see Antonio uh, AGG on the field to because I want to see what he can bring to the table. Um, so there's a lot of things I want to see. I want to see obviously I, we mentioned it. And I'm not going to nauseam. I'm going to keep saying saying that I want to see Dwayne Haskins, but those are other young dudes I want to see. I want to see the progression of Chase Young. I want to see the progression of Montez Sweat and the defense. I want to see improvement of Jimmy Moreland. There's just, I just want to see a lot of these, a lot of improvement for some of these young dudes on the football team. That's my thing. That's what I want to see. I think I'm excited to see the young guys on the football field more than anything. If I'm, and if I'm talking to other Washington football team fans, that's what I would say. Like, look at these young dudes and look and look how they're there and see if they're improving and just see them on a the football field. That will bring some excitement to everybody else watching this football. Yeah, hopefully next weekend and this week at uh, practice, Ron Rivera might say to these uh, AGG, say, here you go. Look, here's, here's your chance now. Let's You can't do any worse than what we did in the first half. Uh, the weekend just gone. So they might get a chance now, mm. my friend. Um, well, a hey, last one from me, my friend. A uh, question that a lot of people have asked. I asked it loads yesterday and it absolutely disgusted me. You know, probably know where I'm going to go with this. Uh, good friend Peter Chilton, he's wanted me to ask it. I want loads, lots of people want me to ask this. Did it disgust you that so many season ticket fans gave up their tickets? And all when the camera panned round to the end zone yesterday, all I saw were blue jerseys. Peter made the good point of if a season ticket holder gave up their seats yesterday, should their season ticket seats be taken off them? I was absolutely disgusted. I would have given my right yeah. arm, my left foot, everything to be in that stadium yesterday. Did it hurt you, someone that attends game that is over there stateside? Did it hurt you that you saw so many Giants jerseys in the crowd yesterday? 
It, 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 you know what? It didn't surprise me. Let me put it that way. I've covered this team. I've gotten to go to, to the games and cover. And, like, it doesn't surprise me. That's why, like, to be honest with you, I wasn't a fan of them opening this. That's one of the reasons why I wasn't a fan of them opening the stadium. Because I knew that was going to happen. Like, I knew that was going to happen. I knew once they opened the stadium, you were going to get a bunch of Giants fans there. You were going to get a lot of NFC East fans there. Because that's, that's where the state, that's where you could say the organizational you know, uh, culture of this team um, in the past has hurt this team. Now fans who are season ticket holders, and it's messed up, are, net, will, are willing to give their tickets to the opposition. It's, it's gone this route, and it's unfortunate. And that's why I'm thinking, I was thinking, like, okay, we're going to open the stadium up, be in it, and you want home field advantage for your team, then you're not going to really get it. Yeah, definitely <laughs> you're not going to. You know, so it's like, Obviously, they wanted to make some money. It wasn't for the players because it was for the players. They would keep it closed and they wouldn't have that. They wouldn't have that entity because they knew. I'm sure they knew it. I'm sure in their mind they thought we open this. We open it. We open it to the crowd. Yeah, granted, we want our fans here, but we open it up. We're probably going to get more of the opposition than our own fans. Yeah, I, I was. Well, I'm, I'm absolutely. I mean, we have a different thing over here in the UK. I don't know if you follow much UK soccer. We, uh, our visiting fan, mm. our visiting fans, we segregate them. They have like a corner of the ground. So my my team, mm. I support Tottenham Hotspurs. I think our stadium holds sixty two thousand. Out of them, sixty out of oh, them, wow. sixty two thousand traveling supporters probably get like a little section where three thousand of them can sit together. That is it. The rest of the stadium mm. is for home supporters only. And and. I wish the NFL might they'd have to look at that. It's good that fans segregate together and we, you know, have. I've been over to FedEx and I probably didn't choose the best game. I chose the Philadelphia Eagles, which wasn't a good, yeah, that wasn't a good, that wasn't a good, that wasn't a good experience. And the New York Giants on Thanksgiving. But for me, I just think if you want the team, if you want us to get better, I think that's something that the NFL needs to look for a general. Um, attract more Washington fans to the game. Give them incentives to come to the games. Go to local schools and give the tickets. Say, oh, okay, if season ticket holders, if you contact us and say we can't attend games, go to local schools, colleges, youth centres, anywhere you can go and go, look, here's some free tickets to this game. You know what I mean? If you have to reimburse season tickets, do anything that you can to promote future generations to come through the turnstiles, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't yeah. want to see opposition. Don't get me wrong. I understand that travel to see your teams. That's brilliant. I'd love to go to a road game um, next, next mm-hmm. season. If I get over, that is my plan to go to a road game in San Francisco. So it was a, anywhere like that. It's been a place I've always wanted to visit. But there needs to come a point where we try and get our fans in the stadium. You know what I mean? Don't, season ticket holders probably made a lot of money out of selling their tickets yesterday. And, you know, in these, in these COVID-19 times, everyone needs money. But yeah, it pained me yesterday, Wale, to see so many blue jerseys when the cameras panned around on my TV screens. I'm not going to lie, my friend. It was, um, it was hurtful. But like but, you say, it was unsurprising, was it? Yeah, Andy, too. Yeah, that too. But this is the most important thing. Because, we've seen, again, we've seen this. We've seen the crowds... On a, in a positive side, when they went in 2012, I want to say it was a 20, Kurt one, that was a 2014 or 2016 with, with Kurt. Um, we've seen that if you win, they show yeah. up. It's just you got to give them a product. That's, that's, that's just how this fan base is. When they're losing, they don't want to see you. They don't want to deal with you. They don't want to be there. But when they're winning, like they're really winning. Not this. I know it's, a, again, we, I don't want to harp on it. I know it was like you win this game, you can win, you can possibly win a division. But you'll be told most fans in this area, especially in the area where the team is played at, 
they don't believe that. Like they're not looking at this like, oh, this is a bad. They look at this is a bad football team. They're not going to show up. But if you give them a product, a real product that's a winning football product, then you're going to get most of them going. Like a lot of fans will show up. Like they will show up if you bring that excitement. Like okay, this the, the team is back. Like the glory years are back. They'll be here. They'll come back. But you can't expect. And this is what I'm saying. Like when you winning, when you only won two football games, and you're open, then you're open. Get up. Do, do you really expect knowing this fan base to show up? They're not. They're, they're not fooled anymore. That's the one thing people aren't. They're not. It's unfortunate, but they're not fooled anymore to say, "All right, they're playing the Giants. You guys, your two, your, t- your team is two and five. They're playing the Giants. All right, it's a big game. Like, no, they're not gonna believe that. Now they were five and two. Yeah. Yes, yeah. it's a different beast. They'll they'll show up. But that's just how this fan base is. It's not like the Steelers. It's not like even the Cowboys. Um, it's not like the Ravens now, like, you, you, like, cause they, because they have had a history of winning a recent history of winning. So I'm not the Cowboys, the Cowboys out of it, but the, 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 the Steelers and like the, and the Ravens, they have a history of winning right now or the Patriots they have a history of winning. So they're going to support whenever. Um, but this team is, this team fan base isn't like that anymore. Yeah, well, I, I mean, let's hope the only way is up, my friend. It can't, <laughs> it can't yeah. get much worse. It can't <laughs> get much worse. But Wale, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, my friend. Uh, this has been our fiftieth podcast. It's been a privilege to uh, to share the airways with you and Maurice before his hamster fell off the wheel. Um, obviously, you're doing a great job over the urban sports scene sports show, my friend. Keep up the work you're doing, buddy. It's been a pleasure to share the fiftieth podcast with you, and I wish you, uh, I wish you well for the rest of the season, pal. Uh, thank you, and it's been an honor to be on the show. I appreciate you, Andy. You keep doing great work. You keep doing lights-out work. I enjoy listening to your pod. I enjoy the guests that you have on your pod. You know what I mean? It's, it, definitely, you're, it's, it's going, your, pod, your podcast is going to get bigger and better. I see it, and I claim it for you, my friend. Uh, I appreciate that, mate. Thank you. Yeah, well, thanks to everyone that's tuned in for the first 50 shows. It's been brilliant. Um, we'll keep putting out the product. Uh, let's just hope we can talk about uh, better times on the field, my friend. <laughs> but thanks, Wally. I wish you all the best this week, my friend, and uh, keep in touch. All right. Thank you. Same Thank here. Thank you, buddy. Bye-bye. Right. Bye.